You're listening to the Marketing Masters Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Masters Podcast. I'm DJ, and I'm joined by Eric today. Eric, how are you doing? Good. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, today, uh, Eric came up with the, the topic for us. So what are we talking about today, Eric? Today, we're going to talk about messaging. So what is messaging? How do you use messaging? Um, what is good messaging? Um, and then how that kind of relates to your business. So, so what is messaging? Now? Let's start with that. All right. So a lot, a lot of what we do, you know, as uh, you know, helping you market and advertise uh, your products and services, it it it's it's focuses around what are you trying to say? What is your message? So messaging is is more in the writing and editing discipline, and it it's it's sort of distilling down what you're trying to say in clean and concise terms. Um, often messaging can be like a headline. It can be a motto, you know, BMW is the ultimate driving machine, you know, uh, Apple think different, you know, uh, Nike, just do it. It's like, that's an example of messaging, slogans, mottos, but it's, it's also sort of uh, the talking points. Um, the, the, really it's like the headlines. It's, it's like, so if, if you look at, you know, any, any modern news organization, the, the headline that they use to pull you in to read the rest of the article is messaging. Right. So a title, um, a tagline, a title, you know, gra- text on a graphic, you know, anything. It's all messaging. Now, BMW, they, their messaging has to do with driving or vehicles. Nike doesn't even bother with that most of the time because what Nike is is it's a clothing brand at, at the heart, right? I mean, it's a sports clothing brand, but nowhere in their right. messaging do they have any of that written. Right. And, and again, you know, Nike and BMWs are interesting examples because they spend millions of dollars advertising their products. Yeah. But still one of them does talk about what they are as the other one doesn't. Um, right. You know, uh, well, I, I think, I think Nike talks about lifestyle, talks about the act, just do it. You know, it's like, just get outside, just do something, just exercise, just compete. You know, I, I think that sort of sums up, you know, Nike and, and that's why it's, it's like, you know, do you want to be a winner? You know, do you want to excel? It's like, that's, that's the, that's the message that Nike's trying to convey. Man, so they're, I, so they're, I would actually say they're conveying a message then with graphics, with video, with imagery, their messaging is coming across very heavily because all of that has to do with sports and active and lifestyle. Um, the very, very much imagery based messaging where they're not using a lot of words to describe that. Yeah. And, and, and it's not only images, it's video, you know, it's, it's like they, they have, and, and, you know, a gigantic department of people, uh, you know, a large group of professionals who make wonderful marketing for them. So the small business, you know, doesn't have the luxury of being Nike, but you can use messaging and you should be using messaging. I I think, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, small to medium sized businesses, their, their marketing message is confused. Like I worked for a, a regional IT company and engineers kind of think, this is what I do. I charge X amount, you know, per hour to do, to do these things. But it's like uh, when, you know, marketing an IT company, the important thing was to flip it around and imagine what a, what a customer needs. You know, uh, it, it's, it's really, it's really, you know, translating what an engineer can do for you into you know, these are my needs. It's like, you know, I need business continuity. I need, 
you know, uh, spam filtering. You know, I need to make sure, uh, you know, my uh, digital assets are safe and protected. You know, it's it's like so. In that sense, I see a lot of small to medium businesses struggling in in being able to have a clear, concise message for for what they're trying to communicate. Okay, so so we so we were talking a little bit about what a message is, right? It can be a tagline. It could be you explaining what your business is to somebody. So let's kind of break it down to a very small business level. Let's talk about a bicycle shop or um, a small clothing store, a boutique. There's lots of boutiques um, all right. around, uh, anywhere you go. Um, sure. What is their message? So, so first, you know, you, so every marketing piece, you know, every individual you know, piece of marketing collateral, whether it's, uh, you know, a Facebook post, an Instagram image, um, whether it's an ad in a local uh, local trade pub or whatever, you know, in a, in a daily or, or wherever, it needs to it needs to present a message that's clear and concise and then follow up with a call to action. You know, it's, it's like you need to say, you know, uh, if, if, if you're a boutique clothing um, retailer, that's that's selling something it's it's like you need to clearly convey that it's kind of like you know messaging is the elevator speech you know you're on an elevator you have you you have 20 seconds to tell somebody what you do you need to be able to do that clearly and concisely All right so i mean and then your messaging can change because obviously what you are might be apparent to people so the messaging is going to change to be whatever it is whatever call to action you're trying to get them to do or whatever it is, your whatever part of your business you're trying to, to show them. So if it's, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So, so. Mess- messaging is tactical. It's like branding is strategic. You know, my company does this, you know, th- 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 this is who we are. Uh, uh, messaging is tactical. I am, I am selling this particular type of clothing. You know, it's, it's like, you know, we are selling bikinis because it's summer. You know, it's, it's like, um, you know, messaging is tactical. It's more ad focused. And so there is messaging in your branding. We don't want to confuse the two, right? The messaging we're talking about today is the advertising type of messaging, the getting across a point or uh, getting them to do something or explaining, like you said, you're selling bathing suits because it's hot out and it's summer. Um, Yeah. And again, if if it's like the headline in an article, you know, it's, it's the thing that's going to get you to keep reading, you know, so, so it has to be, um, you know, it has to be a strong enough message that gets you to continue to read, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like then in a blog article, um, your messaging could just be that this is a blog article about this, or you can get really specific with it and make your first point the message. So lots of times people will use a, a heading right after they open up an article and that first heading will have a really big point about oh, this, this thing sucked because of this. Well, their messaging now is obviously if you're clicking the article because that's what you saw, you want to find out why it wasn't good or why you shouldn't shop here or why this, um, as opposed to just reading a review for something or, or something that is not immediately pushing you into that. It's different messaging there. Yeah, definitely. And as we talk about content marketing, how you write things to, to get people to discover your products and services, I mean, it's, it's like messaging is, is an important part of all that. It's like, if I don't get, if I don't immediately get your attention on the topic I'm talking about, then I've lost you. So it's, so it's important to, you know, it's important to be as clean as you possibly can 
clean, concise, and one of the areas where this really makes a huge difference, probably one of the first ones that really just stands out to me is email marketing. In email marketing, you've got that one little line that they're either gonna open the email or they're not. That first thing they see and it's gonna say, hey, or it's gonna say sale, and it's gonna say something. And you could give that message off with as little as one word. You could go up to three or four or five words, but choosing those words is gonna make all the difference in if they click it or not. In the same way a blog article does if they come to your website or an advertisement, if they're gonna come to your store or whatever it is. But emails are one of those ones where like you really have to be, all right. So, um, yeah, so email marketing. So the messaging in that, in that little title that you send out, right? The little heading area. Um, I, always, I always tell a story of one of the most, uh, most successful one-liners that they put out in an email was, hey. Um, and I was used in some political campaigns and where like to get people to open up the email, they just said, hey, and people would open it. As opposed to, I've seen a lot of email campaigns um, with different clients and I've worked on a lot of different campaigns and I've worked with people who do email campaigns and sometimes they're not getting any kind of traction because they're making it before they even open the email, they won't open it because it looks like you're trying to sell them something or it, it just looks like something that, you know, they don't have any reason to open this. Either that or they don't understand what you're trying to do. It looks like spam or it looks like a million other things they already see in their inbox. So you have to make yourself look different. Uh, you have to make yourself look interesting and you have to get your point across um, all at the same time. Know, to get them to click on something, get them to open something, interact yeah, with I, it. I think email marketing is is sort of unique in in that, and and it's there's so much psychology that goes into this stuff. It's it's like, you know, we focus so much on what we call targeted marketing, where it's like we tr we understand our audience, and so you know, if if you're sending emails that doesn't relate to your audience, you know, then then you need to refine it, you need to improve, you need to change what you're doing, and so so a lot of that stuff is. Uh, it's, you know, really it's, again, it's, you know, I go back to it's psychology, it's human psychology. It's, it's like if, and, and what's great about email marketing is you can look at your uh, analytics immediately. It's like you send out an email campaign, how many opens and how many clicks did you get on that email? Yeah. So it's, so it's like what, you know, and, and data is so important. You know, it's, it's, it's like um, whether it's analytics for your website or whether it's looking at your email marketing or looking at your Facebook, you know, uh, insights. And another yeah. form of messaging too is on the homepage of your website, right? Above the fold there. And they first yeah. land on your, on your website. And this is one you and me were just talking to a client about recently, um, was when they land on that page, they need to understand what it is you're doing. Um, they understand who you are and what it is you're doing and what you want them to do. And that's all messaging. All those yeah. questions can be answered with messaging. Um, exactly. I, and I think that gets closer to the point rather than, you know, than talking about email marketing and, and the headline that someone might click on, you know, it's, it's like definitely like, for instance, this client, you know, it's, it's like um, DJ asked me to take a peek at what they were doing to sort of help give a critique and like the critique an online was, store, like an American online store. So. Right. And my critique was, I had no idea what they were trying to do or communicate. You know, it's, it's, it's like, so, so it's like, you know, we, you know, we got on a call with them, we got to chat with them and, and I got to, you know, bring up some points, but you're right. It was really about messaging. It's, it's like, it was, the brand wasn't clear. We weren't on, I couldn't understand what they were trying to do. Why, uh, why would I come here? 
and use your platform instead of the other one that's super huge and already successful, you know? Yeah, ex exactly. So, so it's like, again, it's, you know, it, that was, a, that was totally a messaging exercise where it's, where it's like, they needed to be way clearer about what they wanted the user to do as a result of visiting this website. Mm -hmm. And that can be one of the biggest challenges the company will face. Like, it's one of the first things you need to do. And if you're not doing it correctly, it's hard to, to be successful in anything else. For instance, um, you could be running tons of amazing ads and advertising. You could have your messaging spot on. You could be doing email campaigns that are just getting those clicks. But when they come to the next step in that process, if that next step is the website and it drops the ball um, because it's it's the messaging isn't there and that messaging might be needing just telling them what you need them to do on the website. Now that they're here and they understand what you are, what, if you did a good job, if you did a good enough job explaining that already to them before they arrived, they still need some messaging of some sort to tell them what they need to do now. What am I supposed to do now that I'm here? Um, you know, or lots of the people are gonna land on the website without having any of that. And in that's the case, your website also needs to be able to tell those people what you're doing. So you're gonna have to design for both, design to get them to go where you need them to get, but also design to teach them about what you are. Um, yeah, and I think the call to action is really important. It's it's like so so through all your marketing efforts, somebody visited your website. If I get here and can't figure out why I'm here, you know, if I can't figure out you know what you do and why I need the services you're offering, then it's then there's a huge disconnect, and you've got to fix that. And and your client had 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 all the information. They'd already done this exercise, but it's like I think they were just. They were just churning, going round and round and round with a million ideas, and they just weren't focusing on exactly what the website was supposed to do. Sometimes, sometimes people make it more complicated than it really is. Totally, so, that that was a perfect example of that. Yep, yep. You just you have so much you want to say and so much you think you need to tell the person, but maybe start with something small, and then and then let them explore it from there. You know, there's plenty of areas on your website or even a flyer if you're designing a flyer. Your messaging across the top is going to be the first thing they notice and they need to understand what it is right there but then you have tons of other space that you can then and so so when we're working on a project i i can completely relate to anybody who's ever tried to work on their content on their website especially in regards to marketing is that i've written content on websites you know, and, and I don't do it in one session. You know, it's like you come back, you add content, you come back, you add another thought, you make a new page, you write a new article. It's, it's like, it's important to review your site over time and to come back and clean up your messaging because, you know, often, you know, the idea isn't that, you know, I have a eureka moment, write an article and everything's perfect. It's like, when you're talking about every, all the words that are on your website, you know, often you need to come back and restructure that site and pull out the fine points, you know, but, you know, pull out the good stuff. And that's, that's what the messaging is. It's, it's really coming up with, with a cleaner way to say what you, what you're trying to say. Yeah. So, so websites, they have messaging. Um, usually it's going to be in the form of big texts. It's going to be in the form of maybe your logo is going to be the images you use. You're going to send a message. We talked um, in our last episode about dentist offices and having smiling teeth. You know, um, I think graphics reinforce messaging, but it's but it's like you know I, I think at its purest, messaging is all writing and editing, and it's and it's kind of you know looking at a page of 500 words and coming up with you know one sentence that clearly and concisely. Uh, puts together the thought that you're trying to convey.
Sure. So, but then you also have videos too, right? So videos, some videos do have text in them, but some don't. And then the words come across in a verbal sense instead of the written yeah, or, sense. Or spoken word, sure. Sure, spoken words, written words. Um, you know, images reinforce those. Images can be strong enough sometimes to give the message, I think, too. Um, but that has to be a really strong image. It's, it's not every day that the image is going to be able to portray everything you're trying to say. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you could say just do it is a perfect example of messaging, although it's... it's um, it's subtle, you know, it's, it's not as clear as, you know, um, as, as BMW, the ultimate driving experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but that's like top level brand messaging as opposed to tactical, you know, product messaging, you know, advertising content. So for, for, um, I'll talk about a really big, a big example and a really small example. A really big example is if you see an Amazon truck driving by and it says, there's a truckload more to Amazon. That's messaging right there. And right. I, what I get from it is they're trying to tell me that Amazon is more than a place to shop. Um, maybe they're telling me it's more than a place to buy books. Maybe it's more than a place to watch videos and purchase videos and do that. And Because there's all kinds of things you can do on Amazon these days, as well as purchasing products. So there's so much you can do that Amazon's your one stop. It's your Walmart of the world. You can do anything at Amazon. You don't need any other website, just Amazon only. Just That's where your browser should open up to. So, you know, right. And, and I think every other retailer on the planet, you know, needs to reinforce that, you know, Amazon is not everything, you know, and, and in fact, it's, it's, it's like, a, you know, a lot of people are trying to create now they're trying to create their own uh, marketing channels mm -hmm. that brings customers to them directly, you know, not having to go to Amazon. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not dissing Amazon, but, it, but it's like, you know, just like Walmart. Well, you of. and I, what, what, what about I say, you and I are not huge fans of companies like Amazon and Walmart. You know, yeah, I don't think many I, people I, are, despite people using them every day. I don't think right. the general population is a big fan of them if they were asked. They just, the convenience and the fact that they're there and that they're already dominating the market makes it hard sometimes not to use these places. Yeah, so. it, you know, Walmart pretty much, you know, drove retailers out of business and Amazon's doing the same thing. So, so it's like, you know, I'm a champion of, of, of the mom and pop that how, says we're going to do a thing, you know? How good does your messaging have to be to just destroy local communities, but still get them to come shop with you? You got to be putting off some really good messaging. Oh, absolutely. To be doing things that people don't agree with, but still right. get them to come and shop with you anyways, you know? Well, actually, so. you know, Amazon doesn't have to do anything. They just have to offer the lowest price on a product. And that's what Walmart did too. You know, it's, it's, and, and, you know, so maybe their messaging was... This is the lowest prices. Walmart does price slashing, right? That was their commercials for a long time. Right. It's just this guy with a whip running around slashing prices all the time. Right. And it's and it's like, you know. Uh, and Publix was a competitor and for groceries, and their messaging is it's a pleasant place to shop or it's a better. Where shopping is a pleasure. There you go. Where shopping is a pleasure. This two, two examples of different messaging where one person was focused on the price and one was focused on your experience. Yeah, the experience. And, and I love Publix marketing. You know, it's, it's, it's like... Um, there's no doubt, you know, Publix, you know, definitely talks about the experience, you know, they're not selling groceries, they're selling a, a Florida summer day with someone, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> with, with mom comes out in a gingham dress serving lemonade and, and chicken, you know, fried chicken, right? Yeah. So, so, and then they bag yeah. your stuff for you and then they offer to help you bring it out to your car and... When you go I to, love Publix. They do a wonderful job. When you, you go know, to the bakery, they ask if your kids are doing okay. You know, that's all, you know, 
they used to give your kids a cookie. I don't know if they do that anymore. They still do. Cool. I actually, spoiler, I actually, I actually shop at Publix every week still. So. Good deal. But yeah, I started exactly. doing that specifically because of their messaging. I didn't want to go into Walmart. Walmart just didn't feel as nice as Publix. You know, Publix was less crowded and, right. you know, more pleasant to shop at. They It certainly costs more, but it, but it's like, again, it's, it's like, um, what I love about Publix is it's an employee-owned company, you know? So it's, mm -hmm. so it's like, it's, you know, it's it's big, but it still still has a local focus. There was a time when I would have, if you'd asked me, I would have said, I don't know that that strategy would work. Being, I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, employee-owned company. I'm sorry, my bad. Oh, so so the strategy of being more expensive and not caring about it because, but it does work because today people are paying to have their groceries delivered to their home by a third party. Um, and that third party's taking a cut too. So not only are they paying for groceries, but now they're paying on top of that just for convenience or for, uh, you know, whether it's convenience or it's a pleasure to shop there, either way, you're getting something outside of just a price. The price doesn't yeah. matter as much if you're getting something else out of the experience, so. Yeah, I, I, I just looked this up. Public Supermarkets, commonly known as Publix, is an employee-owned American supermarket chain headquartered in Lakeland, Florida. So it's like, again, I, I like that they're employee-owned. That's awesome. I love local economy. I love keeping dollars in your local economy. I think that helps the people who live in your local economy, you know? So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. So the, okay, so the small example I was gonna use for messaging uh, is a car dealership that I'm working with. And mm -hmm. they, for years and years, they've, they've just tried to be your average car dealership, right? You know, we've got good cars at, at good prices, this or that, but, since COVID hit, they gutted their entire strategy and have now been going for a fun place to shop. It's all about the fun experience of shopping at this car dealership. It's no pressure. Our salespeople don't get paid commissions. We don't even have salespeople. We have guys who help you pick out a car. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're not there to sell you anything. They're there to answer your questions. And guess what? You can even call them if you have questions about a car on a different lot. So they're going with the completely opposite direction of what a normal car, car dealership does and trying to see if that works for them uh, to make it so that you can show up on the lot and you know it's gonna be easygoing and fun. And it's about the experience of being there and picking out your next car and how that should feel. And when you walk into their office, they used to have pictures and pictures and messaging and signs that would talk about how awesome we are, how, why people love us or how focused we are in the community. But they've since gutted all of that. And now they put up posters of fun things. So all the TVs have racing channels playing and they have posters with awesome sports cars on it. And they're trying to definitely aim for a younger demographic with that, or uh, just a demographic of people who love cars. Um, but they totally changed their messaging across the board from the messaging on their social media to their website to uh, the, in, the in-store, the posters hanging up. So they're, they're a small business and they've decided to change everything about themselves basically. So. Good, good for them. I hope they're successful. I think, I think there's a reason why we have low esteem for Used car salesman. I think it's a very predatory experience. I mean, even 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 uh, even new cars. It's like you know, I go to get my car serviced, you know, at the Kia dealership, and like vultures, there's the salespeople, you know, out there trying to figure out, oh, should I walk up to this guy, you know? And it's just like it's just predatory. And I think, I think for me, you know, I'm over that experience. You know, well, that's a lot that's are. exactly what they were trying to avoid, right? So. This, yeah. uh, you know, kudos to these people for always actually caring. I, I've known the owner for a long time and he has always actually cared and he's always tried to avoid that, uh, that's, uh, you know, that that's idea. 
Yeah, the stigma. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. He's trying to avoid that stigma. So what happened though? A downer to be a to be a car, you know, used car salesman. You know, it just has know a that. bad ring to it right away. You just automatically yeah. assume these are bad people, but they're not. Not all of them are. Now, of course you're not. Right. but there's a reason people get a stigma for things. But there's also there's a chance that people can be different. And if if you want your legacy to be something different, and and that's what that's what this dealership wants. They decided. Uh, one of the people that came to work there has, has worked for and owned and sold a lot of different companies. And he said, um, after working there for a short time, he said, I don't want to work here anymore because uh, it, I don't like the used car business. And it was his first time working in the used car business. And that right there, he, he, he resigned and left. And the owner called him back a week later and said, come back and got rid of the other guys and put him in charge. Because that's the kind of thing he wants. He wants a new thought process. He wants new messaging. He doesn't want to be like everybody else that has that bad stigma. He wants to very clearly be something better, better in the community, you know, and then that's what, I mean, that, that in itself is a marketing strategy, right? You know, people yeah, do this. Yeah. Some people do stuff like this out of the goodness of their heart, but most of the time too, I mean, you're, you got to make money. You got to have a business and this yeah. is. Nope. Nobody's a car dealer, you know, out of the goodness of their heart, but it's, you know, it's every business exists to make profit. And that's fine. That's good. I know that it's it's like recently I went to a Toyota dealership and I felt like like I was in shark infested waters. It's it's like it did not feel like a happy environment to be in, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, and dealerships should should be aware of that, you know. But I know that uh, you know I've I've known folks working in that industry, and it can be a brutal industry where it's like management is you know you know has to. You know, so you have to be these taskmasters. It's like, oh, you know, you could have made an extra five hundred dollars on this car, and it's like, you know, I, I get it. That's the industry. It's how it's how it works. But, now, it, but it's like, I mean, another car dealership too. That's not a small business that has managed to kind of pull the same idea off, which is CarMax. So that's a great, a great yeah. example. You know, where, where it's like, you know, their ma their marketing strategy is: we actually look over all these cars. We make sure they're mechanically sound. You know, at least that's our marketing pitch. I be I believe it to be true, but it's like you know who knows. But uh, and, and I the think they even have a thirty day money back guarantee. You drive it off yeah. the lot, and you're like, this wasn't what it was supposed to be. You can bring it back, and they legit yeah. don't care. And they help find a car, you know, and that's what they do. So again, it's it's like it's not like this, you know. Oh, I am trying to upsell you, you know, and and and, and play the play the games. It's it's like when I when I bought my car, it's it's like I was talking to the finance manager before a deal was made, and it's like. The dude's like, you know, you know, your car, you know, you know, shows the world who you are. It's about your image and personality. And I'm like, dude, if I if I wanted to be loved, I'd go get a golden retriever. You know, <laughs> I'm literally buying this. I'm buying a Kia, a Kia Soul. Right. This is not the image of who I imagine myself to be. <laughs> right. I'm buying this for wheels to get around town. That's, you know, for I literally told him for the utility of, uh, that this vehicle represents. And he was just like. He was dumbfounded, like no one has ever explained that to him before. But it's like, bro, this this is not me, you know. Right. Yeah. If, if if I was buying a car to project my image, I'd be at I'd be at the Porsche dealer, bro. But, <laughs> right. Well. I, I totally agree <laughs> with that statement. Like, you have to, yeah, yeah. That, Come on. That that said it for itself. It's a cheap car. It's okay. I just I just don't want to break down as I drive to Orlando, <laughs> you know, five times a week driving for Melbourne. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right, so let's come bring it back around the circle here and we'll talk about how do you come up with a good message. So let's put this in the turn and dial it all the way down to I'm a small business owner or I'm a marketing professional. I've been asked to come up with this messaging. I need to give a messaging. Where do I start? Uh, what's a good message? Should it be long? Should it be short? 
Um, that, that is really that that is the question. That is the perfect question. And the reality is that I realized as a as a marketing agency, right, that it's like I can't be as effective for you as I want to be if I don't know you. It's like I have to understand who you are, the market you operate in, you know, your competition and what sets you apart from your competition. So until I do research and I hate to get all analytical, but, you know, I can be I can be very analytical. But it's like I have to do all this research to understand who you are so I can help you market. So by the same token, I have to go through all your materials to come up with with your messaging. Some people are good at it and it's not a lot of work, but some people aren't. Like, for instance, the IT company that did a million things and they couldn't really communicate who they are. Yep. Hang on a second. Let's pause for a second. I got someone coming to the door. So, so again, for a marketing company to be effective, they have to understand you. They have to understand who you are, where you've been, and where you want to go. And the problem most people have with working with an, ad, an agency, an ad agency, a marketing agency, a PR agency, is that they don't know you and they don't take the time to know you. And over my career, I've worked for agencies. I've worked for clients on the other side of the equation and I run my own agency. And it's like the hardest part for any client is, is getting to know uh, your customer. And that takes time. And, and often, you know, and, and, and really, this is the difference between marketing and sales. Marketing is strategic, it's long-term, and sales is tactical, it's immediate. It's like when you hire somebody to help you with sales, either they sell your stuff or they don't. You know very quickly if it's working. When you run ads, Either it works or it doesn't. It's it's like typically, you know, when, when people help you out with uh, social media and online advertising, they're like, oh, let's do a three-month campaign. Let me tell you a secret. If the campaign doesn't work in a month, then it's not going to work. And, and the idea is that you need to refine and tweak the campaign over time, and it's not easy. But, right. you know, but, advertising but there's two with... the equation. There's strategic, which is marketing, and tactical, which is sales. Paid advertising is one of those things, whether it's Google it's Google AdWords or it's social media ads um, or it's putting ads on other people's websites. That's yep. going to work immediately. This is not something that takes time to spin up. It's not like search engine optimization. It's not like the flow of your website that's going right. to This is something that's like it's going to work week one or it's not going to work. Um, and, and it's not going to get any better. And that's assuming that your website has, you know, has all the parts to function properly. You know, often it's, it's like we come in and someone says, Hey, I need to do some digital advertising. And I'm like, that's great. We look at their site and, and we're like, your site's a mess. It need you know, it needs, you know, we would recommend you do all this stuff to your site so that you're now ready for digital marketing. Right. And I guess, I guess that's not to be confused with, you know, yeah. with, with, with the side of things of like, it's not always the ad's fault. If the ad is getting the clicks and it's being, because there's different ways to measure success. If the ad is getting them to the objective point and then they are not purchasing, there could be a problem someplace else. So the advertising on Google, the advertising on social, it could be working very well for your business. It could be exactly what you need. But if, like you said, if the other parts aren't there or if the website's not doing what it's supposed to do, if that's the end goal, it's not always a website. Sometimes it's getting them to call you on the phone. We could talk about that the same way. Your ad could be a call now ad and they click it and they call you. Now it's, the marketing's been done. It's totally on your end now, the sales end. It's on your end to talk the person into whatever you need to talk them into or to impress them with, you know, your words to get them to buy it or hire your service, whatever it is. So the ad, the ads lots of times don't have to sell, you know, they don't have to get the sale. They just need to get you in front of the place to get the sale. 
you know, or at least sometimes they do have to get you the sale. Sometimes they drop you right on the buy now button and the only thing left to do is buy. So that ad did have to convince you. But knowing the difference and knowing when it's the ad's fault and when it's not, that can be difficult. Right. I totally agree. One thing, and you were talking about getting to know businesses, and I think it's a good spot for us to kind of to kind of wrap up on is the getting to know business helps you be effective, and it's really the best way to be personal, to be unique, to be effective um, by knowing the business. That's the perk of working with smaller marketing agencies like yours and mine, and like working with us. If you came to Eric and I, um, we're going to get to know you, and and you know who you're talking to every time. You know, you're talking directly to us and we're learning about your business and we're invested in in, uh, in helping you as opposed to using some big, uh, they brand themselves as marketing agencies, but I would almost call them sales agencies where you pay them $2,000 a month and they do all this stuff for you and they just say, this is going to work because it worked the same for everybody else. It's going to work for you. Pay us all this money. And they have a high turnover and they deal with hundreds of clients at a time and they have there you're never working with the same person there even if they do give you a designated person you're going to work with that's just one of the many people that work at the company it's very different um, it's not right. personal and they're not going to take the time to research you and your company and your exact right. what you have going on they're going to just assume that you're like the other 10 bicycle shops or you're like the other 10 used car dealerships that they've already worked with right and, and at the corporate level it's even worse it's it's like at the corporate level you assume i have to work with an advertising or marketing agency often you know you choose the big agency that you know their name and the re I remember and, and I remember working with lots of agencies, you know, a uh, few years ago. And it's it's like the reality was everybody I worked with had had a VP title. And it's like there's no way all you people are VPs because you know often you know they start you off with someone who might actually help you, and eventually there's literally interns working on your on your project. And it's and it's like. Uh, you know, it's, it's like there's a trade-off. So, so it's like managing an agency is very important, especially at the corporate level mm -hmm. because it, it's very expensive and, and you can waste a lot of time and energy in the space where, you know, and, and it's like, you know, sometimes you get great results, but sometimes you get no results. And so just because you're, you're throwing money at something doesn't mean uh, you're, you're doing it right. And again, it's like I – so my company – we call ourselves a boutique. We're a small company. We we only work. We we want to work with a small group of clients. I don't want a hundred new clients this year. You know, typically we're actively working on four to eight, maybe ten companies at any given time, and that's it. Because I know that to really be effective, we have to give you that 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 focus. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's and it's like and that's where and that's where it's it's amazing. That's where ad agencies can't scale. They think you can scale an agency by just staffing it with people. And most uh, small businesses, medium-sized businesses today realize that it's so hard to hire and retain people and do it at, at a cost that works within with, within your budget, right? Mm -hmm. But it's but it's, it's the same way for marketing guys. So if you're a marketing or an advertising agency where it's like you literally have interns fresh out of school that have no idea what they're doing and, and they're thrown into this mix and expected to succeed. And it's, and it's like, you know, often, Hey, that's not the case. Right. Scaling. That's, I mean, that's something we could talk a lot about scaling your business. Right. Um, and yeah. how to go about doing that. And then what kind of, what do you want your business to be? And I was just talking to somebody about this the other day was the difference. Like when you scale too, is, are you the company, your face, are you the company? And if you were to, uh, let's keep it, you know, happy go lucky. If you moved and retired and moved to Hawaii the next day, would your company live without you? 
Right. That's, that's something you have to think about. Do you want it to live without you? And if you do, then you can't be the face of your company. Or if you are, your face has to go with the company on a flyer when you sell the company. Or if, if you pass on the company to another generation, is the company going to live beyond you? Are you the kind of business that you need it to? You know, but I guess I'm kind of getting into the weeds with this, but that's just something that has always come to my mind when you talk about scaling, you know, a business or starting yeah, a business. And we, so. and we ventured really far away from messaging. We I sure mean, it's, 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 but, it, but it's good stuff. You know, it's, it's like, uh, it's stuff that I face. I'm sure every small business faces it. It's, I, we should have an episode just on scaling your business because, because we love to do, uh, we love to do stuff like that, that, that helps you identify new revenue streams with all the infrastructure that you have. Yeah. So, so I'd love it. So we should certainly talk about that at some point. I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. So there's so many topics you can get into with that. So, right. Um, all right. So is there anything else you want to cover on messaging? I, I think, I think the, I think what's really important is, you know, uh, messaging is really refining the ideas and concepts that you're trying to get out it's it's your message what are you saying and it's and it's and it's like even even for our stuff it takes time to refine this stuff so so it's it's like uh it's a strategic thing to produce this content and then to and then to continually project it so it's like often people just on the fly say hey let's do a social media campaign and it's out there but i i suggest that spending some time to refine your ideas is good and it will result in in a, in better returns on your efforts. So I mean, taking a look at a message you write or an ad you design or whatever it is you're doing, and just stopping for a second, thinking about it, can it be said with less words? Could it be simpler? Could it be more clear? Um, does it need an extra word? You know, maybe it does need an extra word, or maybe it needs three less words. Who knows? But that that's what messaging is right sure. yeah it's, it, it's like you know my, from graphic design my design ethos tells me that if i can remove an element from a design and it still works then i should remove the element so it's the same thing in in text and messaging that, it, that it's like you know the whole idea is to just sum up what you're trying to say quickly and concisely so the audience can determine if they're interested mm -hmm. exactly and, and and as well to make sure that that, that you're projecting what you're offering it's like that IT company didn't do a good job of saying, uh, you know, hey, you need web security. You know, instead they said, we offer this and this and this and this and this. And 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 it, they relied on the customer to figure out that, oh, this is what I need. And it's and it's like, you know, that's not marketing. Mm -hmm. And it's not messaging. It's not clear and concise. Exactly. So we will, we will leave you with that to chew on. <laughs> and if you'd like to reach us, you can find us, uh, send us an email. It's marketingmasterspodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'll be checking that before and after every episode. So shoot us an email. Um, we'd love to answer your questions. Suggest a topic for us. Um, check out our Facebook page. Come follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can find our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play and just about anywhere you'd listen to a podcast. Uh, we're hosted at Podbean, so you can also find us there. Um, and thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.